You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Big Appreciation Showcase number 5, 7 8 23, 75 79 by Brett. PQ. Is declared independent of Spain or any other foreign power. The seed was strong. The soil was rich. Another man walked into Mexico. No conquistador. No fiery rider. No great king or his power behind him. But the people's power. Mexico's power. Benito Juarez. And in this city, in the Alameda, a monument stands for this man. And along the Avenida Juarez, his ghost still walks. This time the conquistador was within, and the people closed their terrible ring, and Emperor Maximilian learned what Cortes did. The soil of Mexico has room for tyrants. Centuries of room. This man Juarez, this lawyer with craggy face and stovepipe hat, Lincoln of the lower continent, what fire burned in his silent eye? His hands are hands of a peasant. His face is known a whip. The back, too, is bent. In school, the Spanish gentlemen turned their backs as if my Indian face was a disease. I am not bitter. I am ashamed for Mexico. Lawyer Juarez. To Governor Juarez. With the wind of war rising among his people. Poverty's war. And Juarez walked through village and city. Searching. Keeping his faith with the people. Taking his strength from the people. For he was one of them. The poor. The proud. Why are the workers on the road chained? Why are the workers in the mines chained? You see, senor, there are reasons. Besides, they are happier that way. So, a Mexican is happier in chains. You think so? Soon you shall hear a noise, senor, greater than thunder. It will be the chains breaking. Juarez waits for the hour to strike. Waits like a boatman for the tide. Listens to the stirrings of the people. Juarez could wait. His people had waited for centuries. There was strength in waiting. And the moment had come. Juarez in exile, penniless, leaves his rooming house in New Orleans. Alone, he returns to Mexico the center of flame. He walks through the jungles alone in his black coat to meet his army. Walking with the strength of hills. Walking with the wheel of history. By foot, by ship. Alone he comes. Welcome. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Meanderer, 4 slash 23 slash 21, 
194-194 by the Meanderer. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Fusebox 194, Wireside Chat, 4 slash 6 slash 22, 7 ninths by Mark Rose. Press ...to something more serious like uh, pneumonia or fever or lethargy and uh, not, as much as not eating. So if your dog starts to present with uh, any of those symptoms... Get to your vet, because uh, there is a treatment. The pooch there can be put on a regimen of uh, antibiotics. The uh, incubation period is about three to ten days. So if infected, uh, it can last uh, up to two weeks or even a month. Well, and they better cancel all those dog cruises that are all the rage right now. Or not. Not surprisingly, friends, uh, there's been some resistance to this idea. I'm sure due to all the recent vaccine fallout and hysteria around remedies and such, you know, folks appear to be a tad burned out. However, Fido there needs a shot at not dying from this crazy thing. Puns fully intended. You get my point? I'm stuck to disagree. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, humans and cats can't catch the virus in case there was any fear of that. Dateline, North Palm Beach. Authorities said Shane Anthony Mellay of Riviera Beach confessed that he stole rare coins and other items valued at $350,000 from Michael Johnson's North Palm Beach office. Johnson, who said he's disabled and mostly not working, said Millet wiped him out of his life savings. I was using those coins to help stay alive, he said. There's no insurance that covers this kind of thing, really. Not at the losses we're talking about. It's put me in a world of hurt. Millet reportedly said he sold some of the coins, then ran many through change machines where he got 
just face value. That means if he dropped in the 33 presidential coins valued at $1,000 each, he got about $29.30 in return. Oh, brilliant. Get that guy a gig in the government accounting office right away. Dateline! Lakeland! So are you feeling peckish? Well, uh, this guy evidently was. This as-yet-unidentified thief stole a foot-long sub from a gas station in the city of Lakeland. He then proceeded to hide the entire sandwich down the front of his pants. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) The Polk County Sheriff's Office released CCTV images of the foot-long fan in a bid to identify him. A post on the office's Facebook page explained that the theft occurred at around 8.45 p.m. before the suspect escaped on a bike. Just picture that for a second, will you? (laughs) The images posted on the Facebook page shows a white male wearing beige pants, a blue sweatshirt, and a white backward-facing cap. He can be seen clearly tucking the sandwich into his waistband while keeping his eye. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The exit ramp number 23, way a vestibule, 6 slash 20 slash 21, 25 77 by Frank Edward Nora and guests. Medical center's pretty obscure unless you were there, I think. I don't, I don't think it dates very well. Repeats for decades, I think, here. So <laughs> Yeah, Bonanza had like something like 18 seasons or something crazy. Oh, yeah. From back in the Pernell Roberts days. And then there was the, the Dan Blocker prospective wife of the week. Right. Era. Every, every time they met a girl, the girl died. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. knew they were going to die if they met a girl. Bonanza was from, let's see. 59 to 73, 431 episodes over 14 seasons. Wow. I think yeah. only Gunsmoke ran longer. Here's, here's a little Bonanza trivia. They wore the same outfits in every episode. Wow. Really? And I read why, because they said they used to be able to use stock footage in different shows yep. now because they were You're r- riding a horse. You have the same outfit yeah. on. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you could watch season one or season 15 and there were... They're wearing the same clothes. Yeah, they're still running it here on oh, look. TV too. <laughs> now, now, would it be uh, dubbed in, in the local language or would it be subtitled? Just subtitled. Oh, just subtitled? Okay. I clicked my, oh, I lost my way here. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, oh, there wait, is. Dave, are you still there? We, we don't see you, but maybe you just turn your camera off? Let me see. He's on the other page, but there's no picture. Okay. Oh, we're losing everyone here. Whoa, what are we seeing here? In, uh, this is on uh, TV uh, in Norway right now. Look. Bonanza. It's Bonanza. It's Parnell Roberts. Oh, okay, with, uh, <laughs> with uh, the uh, Norwegian subtitles. That's great. Yeah. Subtitles are definitely like... I talk to so many people that can't, can't do subtitles, and it's... To me, it feels very natural. I always want to watch the original language, but... Now, some this... people, they, they, 
this they don't read. I mean, they can cipher out if they have to, but reading is not like to me. It's just automatic. I look around; there's words I'm reading without yeah. even thinking about it. And some people, it actually takes an effort to stop and look. And yeah, my brother's like that, but yeah. he has、uh, dyslexia or something. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I mean, once you watch it, it, it just it feels like you're hearing it in English when you're、right. reading the subtitles. After a while, yeah. Look at this Norwegian TV. No,、so、you guys listening、things. can't can't see this, but we're seeing a Jan Eriks TV here. Wow. Now what? Now what is this? Is this a TV set or is it a computer TV? What is? What are we seeing here? Like a TV guide on the computer, maybe. Yeah, it's for my TV. Service thing. It's combined internet and TV. Also,、oh, they、like. give you like thumbnails of all the stuff that's on TV, and when you click on it, you get. This is the TV guide, so I can record stuff here. I can watch the、oh, live. Wow!、Uh, the future is so cool. You are listening to Onsug Radio Previews, October twenty third, twenty twenty three. Here's the next random clip. The Rampala number two hundred two slash six slash o nine nine point one four minus one eight by Frank Edward Nora. Hey, it's the Rampler here on the Overnight Scape Underground, therampler dot com. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora. Currently, it is three o six p.m. on Friday, February sixth, two thousand nine. I'm here in、uh, the sidecar seating area. In the dining concourse of Grand Central Terminal, what is going on over there?、Uh, once again, I'm sitting here in my favorite seat to record at, right here next to the ATM vestibule for Chase. I get a good view of sort of everything that's going on around here. Now let's see that. Okay, let me try to interpret what's going on over here. This this guy has some sort of a push cart or or or, or this giant sort of stack of trays, and he's loading up some kind of like pastries on it <coughs> from Zara's bread basket over there. So he's transporting like bread. Or maybe it's a she. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's like trays. It's kind of like a plastic wrap over it. Some stuff in life is vague, you know. Like it's like trays. It has wheels on it, and it's it's a bread transportation thing. And I don't know. It's not like there's like a word for it. There should just be. I'm sure there is a word for it, but I wouldn't know it. If you're in the bread industry, you you might know what that is. But now the plastic wrap is completely covering it, and you can hear it, right? Rolling it along, the transportation of bread. There you go, live on the Rampler. The transportation of bread, you can hear it. And it looks to、so、have been successful transfer of bread. Some train announcements here. So this is the Rampler number two hundred. Welcome to the great 200th episode. <coughs> Now Monday, if this is Friday, Monday is 
209-2009, right? So, you know, for many years I've been sort of obsessed with the number 209 ever since, really, uh, September of 1985, when America was 209 years old. So, being that this is the Rampler number 200, uh, I think I need to make sure that uh, the Monday sh- Monday will be the 209. So I guess I have to do... Well, I'll do this show, and then I need to do eight more before Monday. And then I think it should be like an all-day show. Like, the whole day will be the number 209 on 209-2009. This whole month is like 2-09, February 09, right? So... That, I think, is going to be what's going on. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Paunch Stevenson Show, Episode 264, 5-8-15, 26-27 by Greg and Rob. Yeah, it was, it was, like, awesome to have him love it. Um... We really tried to get, um, we really wanted Seth MacFarlane for the foreword, and back when the book was um, in September, it seemed much more possible because he was doing Ted 2. Um, and then he, we just couldn't make the deadline at all, but that would have been cool. Just because it's, it's, in, it's in the wheelhouse, you know, Family Guy, there's lots of Back to the Future parodies, and, you know, he's a big fan. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Any, uh, any final no. thoughts? No. We don't need roads. The Making of the Back to the Future trilogy yeah, available like wherever books are sold, everywhere, and on BackToTheFuture.com as well. Everywhere books are sold. I really think that this. Is, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I really think something like this would make really, really great. Christmas presents, holiday presents, birthday presents, because it's something that people wouldn't necessarily think of, and everybody's a Back to the Future. Yeah, you know, like everyone knows family members. It's like, oh, wait, wait, what is this? You got, oh my, this is awesome, right? Yeah. I'm going to read about Back to the Future. I'm telling you, really good presents. No, it's a, it's like I said, it's a book I would want if I didn't. I mean, I want it, and I and I wrote it. It's a book that I'd want <laughs> for sure. Cool. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me on. The end. Welcome. No, not that. To be continued. Ah, yes. <laughs> but it didn't stop at the end. This is for all you lovers out there. Scrap, McFly. I'm cutting in. Hey, boy, you all right? I can't play.
excuse me. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Spare Time Radio, Episode 20-05-14 by Wayne Reichert. What they've come up with is that originally, you know, before the deterioration and the sand and stuff kind of took over, uh, wiping it all off, the Sphinx was red, and then the head of the Sphinx, you know, which kind of looks like, you know, the King Tut tomb, uh, was similarly painted um, different colored stripes. So the uh, the headdress on the Sphinx was, I believe, if I remember correctly, was blue and yellow or blue and goldish. And then the body of the Sphinx was red. So uh, then they had a, a picture in there, a depiction of what it looked like when it was actually, you know, had just been finished carved. Uh, and it was, uh, it was colorful. It was like a big colorful uh, statue out there. And it was, uh, they also decided or figured out that uh, unlike the, pyramids that were made out of blocks that were taken to the area that apparently the the limestone that the sphinx was carved out of was one big piece and it was right there right where it was and they actually just carved it right out of uh right out of the ground i guess or 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 out of the limestone over there and that reminds me that over here on long island there is a i think it's a construction or a masonry place that actually has a small replica sphinx that they made that is out in front of their uh, their establishment or their 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 store on their property. Uh, of course, it's nowhere near as big. It's a small miniature version of the Sphinx. But if anyone's interested and you're out here on Long Island, it's like one of those roadside attractions uh, that you'd see in one of these shows. You know, uh, you know, I don't know the largest ball of twine and stuff like that. Well, out here on Long Island, there's there's a couple things that I know about. I'm sure there's even more. But one of them is that Sphinx that they have over in this place. And uh, there's also the big Indian. I don't know how big the Indian is. He's probably like uh, 20 feet, 25 feet tall uh, over at the raceway, the Riverhead Raceway, uh, the big Indian guy out there. But uh, I'll put on the, uh, on the picture uh, of the show uh, for this episode, I'll put a picture of the Sphinx that's out here on Long Island. Yeah, I'll make that the, uh, the show art. So a little update from when I got home uh, after recording the last segment. Uh, I uh, came home and I, I said, okay, I'm going to... Uh, feed Jack and install the battery, the new battery that I just got at Pep Boys in the car. So I go in to get Jack and uh, apparently uh, he didn't want to wait to be fed till I got home because he went and ate a portion of the, 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 the like I can't even speak, a portion of the linoleum floor um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the back room where we keep them uh, when we're not home. Now it wasn't the actual floor of the house, I've got all hardwood floors in the house. But in order to not scratch the hardwood floors, I went out to Lowe's and I bought this, um, like, I think it's a six by nine piece of linoleum that I put down on top of the floor and then put his, uh, his puppy playpen on top of that so it wouldn't scratch the real floors in the house. Well, apparently he pushed the playpen around a little bit. I'm going to have to try to figure out how to anchor it or something. 
uh, and he got to one of the edges of the linoleum and then proceeded to shred uh, a portion of it, like a two-foot section of the uh, linoleum. Uh, hopefully he didn't, doesn't look like he ate any of it. It looks like he just ripped it up. So I cut that portion of it out, and uh, <clears throat> hopefully he'll uh, forget that he did that and he won't do it again. So I took him out, fed him, put him in the back, you know, gave him his food, his water, uh, put his little his kiddie pool out there with about an inch of water in there so he could play around, and then proceeded to... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. 3 9 January 2nd, 2015 42 55ths by 3 nins. Where is it? Mark Jones already dead. Oh, Jesus starts his ministry. Or whatevs. Watch the uh, TV movie called Mary Mother of God. Or Mary Mother of Jesus. I don't know which one. Executive produced by Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Featuring Christian Bale as young Jesus and some unknowns as Mary. No public questions. Shocking. As of 1 1 2015, restrooms will be closed to the public. Hello. We are at the family dollar. No, we're not. We're at the Dollar General. Ooh. Red Bull's on sale. So this cherry? Here mostly for water. They have one of these on the west side too. So for even longer than the five years I've had my current job, I have been visiting Dollar General. I don't even know if this is at that, but I was having pork issues. I have cheeseburger mac for one fifty. I should come here for lunch sometimes. Cheap lunch. 
We have fast break cheeseburgers for $1.50. They probably see people talking to themselves all the time in here. Which is something I just said to defend myself and talk to myself. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, Christmas Mode, 12 slash 21 slash 21, 23 38 by PQ, Nate, Eddie, Frank, Doc. It was just sort of like, we didn't want to, it wasn't something that really bothered us that much. Oh, okay, all right, whatever, Jesus, you know. It was uh, just kind of an annoyance. Jesus is just kind of an annoyance to us. All right, just show me the presents. Where the hell are the presents? Jesus. You know, but I think even, I think, you know, really, even people that do consider themselves more devout in the in their religion, the Christian religion, um, I think uh, are leading this double life. And it's and it is a very. It shows us that there's a secret thing going on that's right in front of our faces, you know. And I'm not again. I'm not necessarily saying that it's good or bad. I don't really know, you know. I'd, I'd have to be able to to see this situation from a much broader perspective to really hope to cast judgment on it, you know. As you might imagine, a completely Wild and crazy society where anything goes and you can just do anything sounds like it would ultimately be kind of a drag. You know, it would be kind of too much. And a society where things are too strict also seems like kind of a drag. So having this kind of strictness on one side and then ah, you can you can let loose sometimes and has to be kind of a compromise. Mm, you know, <laughs> it feels more realistic, more on a human scale. And oh, I don't know. <laughs> Still trying to find the, where the pink sleigh was, damn it, on this Oldwick Road. Oh, wait, what about this place? Oh, this is an interesting one. Is this a hill, though? Let, let, let me go on Google Street View. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, I think this is it. I think this is where it was. This, yes. It's called Back to Nature, Oldwick Associates in Psychotherapy. <laughs> what? They're not, and now they're doing psychotherapy in the same place they were selling Christmas ornaments. But yeah, it, it, this this may be it, actually. Um, any, uh, no, there's no photos in there, but let me go into 3D mode here. <coughs> Back to Nature, Landscape Associates. Interesting. I think that may have been it. Let me just do a quick search for Back to Nature. Kind of, kind of appropriate. Back to nature, right? The uh, the older religions, right? The the pink sleigh that was Christmas went back to nature. Interesting. Hmm. But anyway, I wanted to. Let's see, the pink sleigh. No, no. Wait, wait. The property one. The property was once known as the pink sleigh. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's a word file. Oh my god, no, don't don't don't. It's a Microsoft Word file. Hold on. This this is the this is the one file that has this information. We need this. We need this. It's a dot doc file. Hold on, let me see. Okay, let me see. Microsoft. See if we open Yes! Okay, here we go, here we go. Land Use Board Minutes, April 21st, 2010. Let me see. Um, do, 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 pink Sleigh. 
This is the most information I've gotten. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The overnight scape number 047, 2-8-04, 14-18 by Frank Edward Nora. Mounted like on, on a hat or on a pair of uh, sunglasses or just on, on your shoulder, but you will be able to then record audio and video of your life 24 hours a day, okay, with completely. Now, I know that this brings up a lot of issues, and it really it is maybe not a very good idea, but I do believe the technology to do it, it exists now, but I'm thinking that it's going to be 2006 because um, in order to, to save all this video, uh, it's going to require a lot of space. And um, even though the little pocket devices have, you know, 40 gigabytes now, I think it's going to be a little while before all of the, the elements come together, and something like this is going to be really cheap. But just imagine now. So this is going to be a personal security camera. It'll be recording 24 hours a day. Now, wait. Hold on. Let me stop for a second. Listen to this. This is synchronicity right now. This is music from the Mad Player, which, which has music generated randomly. It sounds like the sound of the ice tinkling in the glass from before. Listen. How, now, how weird is that? I have no idea. This music is coming out randomly. It sounds exactly like the ice in the glass. See, like this. Well, before it was tinkling better, but how weird is that? That is bizarre. So anyway, the personal security camera, um, it could be used for a variety of purposes. You might just want to um, record all day long so that anything you see, any like you, you might have something, uh, a business card that you put up to the camera or some document. Anything that you see is then recorded so you can say, okay, around 4 o'clock yesterday I saw I saw this thing, but I forget what it is. So let me rewind and see what it was. Um you know, or just to say, hey, I have now, you know, a recording of my entire life, uh, which some people, I think, being that egotism is one of the... This music is, is, is getting a little distracting, though, so let me uh, fast forward here. Forward. Thank you. Um, you know, so people are very egotistical, and egotism and, 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 and uh, obsession with the self is, is, is a very big natural urge. I think people will look at it that way as well, but also as a personal security camera so that if something happens, if someone does something to you, uh, you can then have video evidence of it. Also, uh, you know, parents that send their kids off to school or with babysitters or something can have these cameras uh, running 24 hours a day as these kids are there. So if someone is doing something bad to your kid, it'll be on the camera. And then you might say, oh, well, well, the person doing the bad thing might just turn the camera off. Well, what you can do then is, and this is going to be in the, in the near future, and I'm not saying I like this idea. I do not necessarily like this idea. I think it might be really a bad idea. But I'm just saying that it's going to happen. So you have this camera recording, and you, your kid is at a babysitter, your kid's at school. You can set this device up so that if it stops recording, it, there, there can be a signal that's sent out. And if that signal stops, you were, you'll be, your cell phone will be called immediately and saying, hey, your kid's machine is off. And you can then follow up on it and call the police or whatever. I'm telling you, this is going to happen, especially if you think about the child issue, you know. Who, what parent wouldn't want to have a backup video copy of all the stuff that their kid went through that day, their lessons and everything else? And, it, you know, it, it is a scary thing, but the technology is there. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Sermons number 57, 
Sinkholes and Death Rays, 7 11 23, 2 ninths by Dave in Kentucky. A captain just means leader. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. See, Joshua and Caleb weren't worried about the Anakim because they knew that even giants wouldn't be able to stand up to the superior weaponry of the Yahwehlians. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have shewed among them? I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land, for they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of a cloud and in a pillar of fire by night." Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. You know, for somebody with a speech impediment who had to have his brother Aaron be his uh, spokesperson, his mouthpiece, Moses has turned into a pretty smooth talker, if these are accurate quotes. You know, he's able to hold his own with Lord Yahweh, maybe even get the better of him. I think he gets the better of him this time, uh, as we'll see in the next verse. And the You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1174, High Sorcerer, 4-22-15, 1637th by Frank Edward Nora. No English. 
he, he seemed to be amused by me, though. He was, like, kind of laughing. I don't want to give him a high five. I'm not really germphobic, but I don't know where that hand has been. <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of skin-to-skin contact. I don't want to high five a dirty monk. All right, we're in Grand Central now. So the Apple Watch coming out on Friday. This is a Wednesday. I took a, I, right, I played around with one briefly on the show uh, the other day. Um, we'll go up there. It's uh, an Apple store up on the uh, the balcony over there here in Grand Central Terminal. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I don't know. I really, really think that this Apple Watch is going to be kind of a flop but I find it what I find incredible is that me and so many other people kind of look at this device this Apple watch and like ugh. meanwhile if you really think about it it's an incredibly cool it's a a wrist computer it's incredibly cool it's incredibly amazing to have a computer on your wrist just a few years ago if I had heard about something like that I would have been like I would have flipped my lid it's like oh my god a wrist computer and the graphics and, and interface. It goes to show how spoiled we are. Maybe that's another part of this future where we're so bored by things. Like, just today I was looking at a list of games that are every week, like hundreds of games come out for the Android and the iOS from, for your phone. And each one is, like, better than any of the games I played back in the Super Nintendo, whatever, games that I spent $50, $60 on and spent hundreds of hours playing. Apple has a green leaf on it now. What's that all about? Their logo. Um, and I'm looking at this list of games, any one of which in the past I would have been super excited about. Each game, ugh, a three-quarters perspective, cyberpunk western, ugh. Like, I'm so spoiled. There's, like, so much. These, all these things that I'm exposed to, in the past I would have thought were so cool, but now it's just like, ugh, enough. I'm just tired of all this. So here they are, the Apple Watches. I see them. Apple Watch Sport. Apple Watch. <laughs> like, the fact that I can be, like, sort of like, eh, it is so cool, yet it feels, it just feels kind of dull, you know, at the same time. <laughs> they don't want to jump in the shower. People are going to love their Apple Watches so much, they don't want to take them off even in the shower. Yeah, great. Oh, here's one. Let me touch it. That is the oh wow! I'm turning the little thing. Wow. This one is the button. Nice. Great. I just played with an Apple Watch. So that's one observation I have. That it's just you know. Part of what is making you are listening to on sug radio previews october 23rd 2023 here's the next random clip the overnight scape number 274 9 1 by frank edward nora a lot they have good prices they have good customer service so i called up and talked to someone on the phone and they wound up uh you know giving me a really good price so i said okay let's do it so it gave me a code number, and uh, so I went down there, and uh, 
there was this there's a city hall park right there and there's this really loud concert going on they sponsor concerts right there in city hall park some weird south american band is super loud very interesting though just walking around there went to the jnr got the camera uh you know i just gave them the number and then they uh they uh, you have to stand at the the they have this, these little elevators behind this counter and someone in the basement in their stock room is uh putting all the the valuable electronics in there so i finally got my got the camera saw it there in a the box i got i got a one gigabyte uh, memory stick for it so i could take a lot of pictures and plus they threw in a free umbrella talking about umbrellas again and I know where to take it if it gets busted. Uh, of course, the umbrella repair shop. Anyway, uh, then I decided that I would uh, go home in a way. I, I used to go home on the ferry boat. I used to love taking the ferry boat from lower Manhattan to Hoboken, New Jersey, and then taking the train from there. That I used to love doing that commute. I just haven't done it lately because I work in Midtown now, and it just doesn't make sense to, uh, to do that commute. What is this? Some kid crying around here? What's going on? Interrupting the show. I don't know if you could hear that. But anyway, uh, so I went down. It was very uh, – this is my favorite way to go. I went down to, uh, the, to, to the Wall Street area, and I went to the Fulton Market. This is like the South Street Seaport, basically. It's a really cool area. It's a, you know, it's a very tourist area. It's a big tourist attraction. The South Street Seaport and the Ful- Fulton Fish Market is down there, and they have uh, – there's a, there's a couple different sections of it. They have one section which has the, a place called the Fulton Market, which used to be very, very cool. It used to be like a mall. There's two malls down there. Uh, there used to be, at least. The Fulton Market and, and Pier 17. Now, the Fulton Market uh, used to be have several levels. It was like a mini mall. It had like three or four levels, and there was a mall inside. This was way back in the 90s. And I'll always remember, it was so cool. They had virtuality there. And I don't know if anyone remembers virtuality, but that was way back, like in, the, in, in I don't know, 93, 94, 95, those time periods. It was a chain of arcades that had virtual reality games. And you actually would put on this giant headset that was so heavy, and you had this little hand hand grip thing, and you would go in this little, uh, it's a sort of, uh, I don't know, like, like, like a little platform with a, with a railing around it, and you would play this game. And the only game they ever had was a game called Dactyl Nightmare. Now, if anyone out there has experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. They give you this little thing called a boarding pass. <laughs> you would play this game. It was a four-minute game. and I guess they may have had a couple extra other games, but all everywhere I went had Dactyl Nightmare. And it was very cool. Like, you would... It was virtual reality. You looked around. I think it was running on an Amiga computer. You looked around with your head, and you were in this other world, and there were, it was a platform in space, very basic graphics, uh, three-dimensional graphics. You saw your hand with your gun in front of you, and you would just sort of walk around. I figured how you moved. Maybe you pressed a button on the, uh, the the controller. You would walk around this platform with a few stairs and stuff, a couple teleporters. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1438 Coke sign audio, 10 slash 31 slash 17, 02 slash 47 by Frank Edward Nora. Jules Verne type vehicle with a, a giant circular saw, the height of a man. The hell am I looking at here? What kind of morning is this? A, 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 atomic wall art? Giant drills? What the hell? Am I, I think I'm still sleeping, honestly. What the hell was I dreaming about today? I'm trying to remember. It was something... There's just 
a whole it, it, I don't remember what it was but there were a lot of phases of the plan in the dream but I, have, I don't remember what it was. it was I remember I was plotting and planning something very complex and in the end it was just a dream and it was, didn't matter at all but I suppose it helped occupy my time while I was dreaming that's one thing I was thinking about <clears throat> the ancestors I don't know I think there was something on one of those morning shows on TV that triggered this thought but you know how your your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your great-great-grandparents are like, we're going to skimp and save and sacrifice for the future generations, right? So they're like, they're like working these torturous conditions, working 18 jobs and trying to save enough so the next generation can have more than they had. You hear this a lot. That was their motive. That, that's their way for getting through the day. But we are that the next generation or the next couple generations of the, of those people that that sacrifice and we're just a bunch of lazy bastards quite honestly you know if they could see us you know like like looking at celebrity news on our pocket computers our telephones you know like we're just wasting the time that we have honestly i mean that's how they would perceive it i don't i don't find any, i i don't find it wasteful I, you know i love indulging in entertainment of all sorts but how would they feel if they saw how we're using our relative prosperity that they helped create by scrimping and saving and sacrificing? <coughs> I don't know, but then I realized, in a way, it wasn't really about us. It was about them. It was almost, could you say it was kind of a selfish vision of their, on their part to kind of feel like they want to own the future, to conceive of the future as they wish. And almost presumptuous that they would even, you know, try to impose themselves on our present. Morning. Morning. Oh, God, no. Gotta remind me to get the bus ticket. Don't let me forget. I gotta get a bus ticket when I get in. I'll probably forget though. I know you can't traditionally help me because you're in the future, but <coughs> send some uh, send some good good bus ticket vibrations back into the past. Oh my God! Look at this. Someone has jammed a pack of tissues into the air vent. Oh, God. Oh, nasty. It's always some sort of, like, snotty tissues. It's always some sort of, like, naughty, snotty tissues that someone, like, jams into the air vent. What's wrong with these people? These are the people of the future that they work so hard to help create. Would they be disappointed? presumptuous you know it almost feels like these people in the past jamming their minds into the present trying to you are listening to OnSug Radio Previews October 23rd 2023 here's the next random clip Quark Reversal Satellite E-Flow 12 31 20 14 25th by PQ Ribber Gene Shepard Year's treat together here with this episode, and uh, 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 let's keep going. Yes, sir, that's my baby, and no, sir, don't mean the maybe. That R O V E R rover we have tonight with us the Rover 2000, a magnificent automobile of transcendent beauty and superlative engineering design. And uh, it's made in England. Oh, by the way, did I tell you the 
the, the crazy Christmas card the Rover people sent me. It showed this English scene, typical Dickensian scene, with this little house with the stained glass windows and the little beautiful uh, orange light showing out and the snow everywhere. And it's Christmas Eve, and you see Santa Claus is arriving in a Land Rover covered with snow. And uh, probably Santa could use one. While we're on the subject of the uh, Rover, if you have never seen this car, really, it's a beautiful machine. And one of the one of the truly quality machines built anywhere in the world, a great automobile, the Rover 2000 Gran Turismo. It's a, it's a real piece of automotive genius. And if you'd like to see pictures and get a little idea of what this thing looks like, please send me a postcard. Send it to me, Rover. R-O-V-E-R. And if you're really nice, you can scratch me behind my ears. That's R-O-V-E-R. Well, it depends on your sex. It's R-O-V-E-R. And you can send it to W-O-R, 1440 Broadway, and we'll send you pictures, and there will be nobody pounding on your door. This is not to get a customer list. They just like to send you pictures of this great car. That's Rover, R-O-V-E-R, 1440 Broadway. And if you're nice, we'll send it, okay? Well, you know, I, I was just reminded. Oh, a lady wrote to me and says, you know what I like? She says, you know what I like? She says, why don't you, why don't you talk more in your sincere commercial voice? What is my, do I have another voice that I use? Is there uh, another me that comes out that looks friendly out of my, out of your field coil over there, out of your voice coil? This, all of a sudden, this, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, on the one hand, the eyes are slanted and narrow, and you can see these little incisor teeth dripping venom, these pointy teeth, that, that evil leer, the hair growing down low over my forehead. Yes. And then all of a sudden, without any warning, the face suddenly becomes friendly. The eyes, the light china blue. My teeth kind of straighten out real quick, become white and shiny. And suddenly my voice comes out. Uh, <laughs> uh, sincerely, uh, friends, uh, but seriously, friends, uh, all kidding aside, friends, uh, we'd uh, really like to level with you now, friends. <laughs> Well, I just went through an experience where I suddenly realized the difference. And I'm going to tell you a story now, so, so get, get close to the radio there. That just You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Fair, 12 slash 21 slash 11, PQ, 053 slash 142 by nightstation.org. That's him. Farrow, the island. Oh, that'd be nice. Lamont, whom do you think killed Edna Kelly? Well, she was a gunman's girl. Always the obvious suspects, her lover's enemies, or even members of his gang who might be more comfortable with her out of the way, but... Come on, I don't think it was either of these. Why, Lamont? Doesn't it strike you that the substitution of the girl's body to the waxwork in such a spectacular fashion may have some deeper significance than a mere bizarre effect? Oh, what do you mean? It must have been the girl's connection with the other people represented in that group. That motivated the murder and bringing a body there. I don't quite understand. My deductions are correct. The taking of Edna Kelly's life is only the first of a series of vengeful murders. But, Lamont, if that's true, isn't there anything you can do to forestall it? Perhaps. I only knew a little more. 
I only knew where the killer plans to strike next. Surely the shadow can find that out. With your help, Margot, perhaps he can. A fine bunch of detectives I've got in this department. You call yourselves a homicide squad? That's a laugh. But Commissioner Weston, we've combed this city. Hogan, have you checked on the story of the museum proprietor? Commissioner, you talked to him yourself. Have you verified his statements? Yes, Chief, they're solid. Yeah. The murderer entered the Waxworks Museum by a back door. It was found Jimmy. After he put Edna Kelly's body in a tableau, he took the wax image of her outside and buried it under some trash in the alley. Did you go over the image for fingerprints, Cardona? Yeah, but we couldn't find anything. Tell him about the face. Oh, yeah, Commissioner. Uh, funny thing, the face of the wax dummy had been slashed with a knife across the left cheek. Why didn't you tell me that before? You know what that means as well as I do. That's right. That's the mark of a squealer. Yeah, but it couldn't be any mob stuff. The probation report shows that Edna Kelly's been going straight ever since Keegan was sent away. If you ask me, I think it was a lunatic that done it. Yeah. No sane guy had set a dead girl's body up for exhibition in that waxworks joint. No, it, it looks to me like one of them love things. Some guy tearing a torch for Kelly. And You're both it. wrong. It was no lunatic that committed that murder. And Edna Kelly hasn't gone out with anyone since Keegan started his stretch. Then what, Chief? Edna Kelly was murdered for vengeance. By someone who wanted to settle a score with her lover, George Keegan. Keegan can't be reached in the big house, so they take it out on the girl. Well, what about the mark of the squealer on the face of the wax figure? That what ties if... right in. That was the murderer's way of telling Keegan what he thought of him. Keegan has saved his neck by squealing on a dozen guys. Say, that's right. Yeah. Of course it's right. Cardona, first thing in the morning, I want you and Hogan to conduct a general roundup of every known enemy of George Keegan. That won't do any good, Commissioner. It's the shadow. Don't Where is he? Me. Don't trouble to find him. Why are you here, Shadow? To aid you in capturing the murderer of Zender Kelly. What do you know about the case? I know that you shouldn't be wasting your men's time rounding up possible suspects while the real assassin is left free to strike his next blow. Now, see here, Shadow. Don't tell me how to run my department. Hold on, Weston. I have every reason to suspect that the placing of the Kelly girl's body in the wax tableau was intended as a warning of other deaths to follow. Other deaths? You think there's going to be more killings? Be quiet, Hogan. Tell me what you mean, Shadow. I mean that the other people represented in that wax tableau are in danger of being killed, too. And they're the mayor, the district attorney, and you yourself, Commissioner Weston. That sounds preposterous. Not at all. My advice is that you act quickly. One of you may be at this moment in imminent peril. Oh, come, come, Shadow. What possible motive could have... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Killer Serials Number 13, Adventures by Morse, The City of the Dead, Part 3, 4-11-20-04-34 by Dave in Kentucky. I've been such a fool. Forget it. But I've been so miserable. Oh, Jimmy, I, I felt so bad I could die. It made me sick, Phil, when I found out you thought I'd done it. I... I just couldn't believe it. Oh, I didn't want to think it, Jimmy, but, but... well, I didn't see any other way out. All right, now, Parker, come on back to your chair. Your hands aren't clean in this business yet. Oh, of course he's innocent. It's silly even to think of it anymore. Silly? Yeah. Well, then listen to what the mayor has to say on the subject. Go ahead, Dad. Don't want to be dragged on, on murder trials. Come on, Dad. Now, don't get temperamental. Don't sass me, young fella. I don't care if you are a detective. Use my son first. Look, Mayor, do you want this business cleaned up or don't you? Well, I was coming up on the porch after returning from Lammy Fink's cabin where I left you folks. Yes? Heard a scream. Girl's voice? Naturally. Seeing how does Miss Carroll. All right, then what? 
Well, I ran into the house and unlocked the door where them two youngsters been locked up. Yes? And there was this fella, Parker, standing over the girl with both his hands bloody, and he was holding a knife. Well, what of it? Naturally, my hands would be bloody from pulling the knife out of Phyllis's shoulder, wouldn't they? That sounds pretty thin. Why wasn't you doing something for the girl instead of just standing over her with the knife in your hand? Well, I was... I was so stunned by what had happened, I... I didn't know what I was doing. Looks mighty funny to me. Well, I can tell you some other things that look mighty funny, too. Why did you lock Phyllis and me up the first night? Where were you last night when old Clawfoot was roaming around? Why did Dr. Tuna here say you didn't have a telephone the first night we came? There's plenty for you fellas to explain, too, if you ask me. Captain, take that kid out of here. Take him out. Now, Dad. Take him away, I say. Lock him up down at the city. Do anything you got a mind to, but get him out of my house. Me all fired presumption of kids in this day and age. Now, 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 look here, Mayor. You haven't any call to be belligerent. You've been picking on him all evening. Picking on him? Picking on him? He's guilty, ain't he? I'm not so certain myself, Mayor. Well, I am. After all, Mayor, you haven't explained to us where you were while the Phantom was murdering that fellow at the back of the house last night. I don't reckon I'm beholden to any of you. I'm Mayor of the City of the Dead, and if I take it on myself to go down into the city among my citizens, it ain't anybody's business but my own. Of course not, Dad. Now, let's just forget all this quarreling and see if we can't untangle some of these threads. I'm agreeable, Captain. In the two days I've been here, one thing stands out. There's some force at work in the City of the Dead. What you mean, force? Some group or groups of people acting in their own interests down among the graves. You know, I'd just like to lay my hands on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are three possible places from which this force may originate. Three? Yes, Dr. Tuner, three. First, there's this clawfoot phantom of ours. You know he's a murderer. Didn't we see him kill the fellow at my window? He killed him, all right. What we don't know, however, is whether or not he's the force working against us. If he is against us, why did he attack the man who was trying to break in and disturb us? By Jasper, Captain, you mean Clawfoot's working with us and again the enemy? Uh, I don't know. Now then, the second source of this dangerous force may originate outside the City of the Dead. Yes, that's it. That's it, it's an outside force that wants something here in the City of the Dead and is willing to murder every one of us to get it. How do you know that, Parker? Why, I'm pretty sure of it. Why? Well... Oh, I don't know. I, I just think so. Well, never mind now. That'll keep. Let's get... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Midnight Citizen 202, a natural weird, 3 slash 4 slash 17, 15 by Mike Buddy. So I won't, like, bore you by, you know, just describing everything, but one, one photo in general... Uh, in particular, that really caught my attention. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, it just made me laugh because it's actually a photo. I'm trying to find it right now. I can describe it from memory, but... There was one photo of the uh, Birmingham skyline that's just super polluted and super orange and uh, just smoggy, you know. They used to say that the Birmingham skyline was just, you know, wrapped in smog, enveloped in it. You know, you could hardly see the the, uh, the skyline during the daytime. And there's this one photo in particular of, of you know, Birmingham. And uh, on it, uh, and, and there's, a, there's a very, very tiny, tiny Pepsi billboard that you can barely see through just the enveloping smog. 
And what I think is so funny about this is because, you know, obviously in the, uh, you know, 40 years or so since these uh, photos were taken, uh, Birmingham has cleaned up its act. And mainly just because the steel industry closed down here. And uh, it, it just, you know, really closed down in the 1970s when they started importing, you know, Venezuelan ore to the steel mills and eventually just shut down the steel mills altogether. So all the mining shut down, all the uh, steel making, just about all of it shut down. And, you know, naturally, not really as a, a result of regulation. As a matter of fact, the regulation really, in effect, killed off, helped kill off, you know, all of the industrial activity in Birmingham. And sorry, I had to pause there. But yeah, really what happened was the uh, regulation contributed to the steel mills dying. I'm not saying anything good or bad against regulation. I'm not really kind of trying to make a political statement here. But the fact is, is that the, you know, environment around Birmingham, the air is a lot cleaner now. So you can, you know, it's very blue here, you know, on a clear, nice day. So, so a few years ago, they actually put up a big old Pepsi sign on the skyline of Birmingham, you know, like a big old Pepsi sign. And uh, there's not really a whole lot of commercial advertising that's, you know, in Birmingham, in the downtown area. And you just had this huge outpouring of hatred over that Pepsi sign. It became so rampant, like there were Facebook groups that came up, you know, to like say to, to say ban the Pepsi sign, you know, keep Alabama or keep Birmingham commercial free. People were just getting like so pissed off at it. Like, they were having summits at, like, craft breweries around Birmingham. Essentially, it just became a very big hipster, you know, rallying cry to take down the Pepsi sign. I remember listening to, like, a couple of local Birmingham podcasts, and they were going on and on about it, about how they should take down the Pepsi sign. And, um, which to me... You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Quark Reversal Satellite, 599, 9-4-20, 10 tenths by PQ find hilarious, but other people find excruciating. And who's to say what is and isn't funny? But there's a lot of that. And because Christopher Lucy loves to mess with those facial expressions and pausing in the middle of something. And yes, he's milking footage and getting minutes out of seconds and all the rest of it. But I'm more forgiving of it than other people are. And certainly if I was one of the people who got jacked around for I don't know how many years to have this... Uh, finally be released seven, eight years later. I, I wouldn't be all that keen or happy or proud. And uh, just for pl- pure brain-numbing fun, I looked at some... Uh, I, I, I forget about it, and then I go back. Uh, every month or so, I think, they uh, come out with the new Guinness World Records 
video, and uh, there's, there's always something goofy and fun there, just like your daily dose of internet, which if you're not subscribed to, I mean, it usually does an under four minute thing with a couple of really cool clips, and uh, you're in, you're out, and you're out the door, uh, just, just good mini viewing stuff. Anyways, uh, I, I think we have uh, done sufficiently uh, here, although uh, there may be some longer episodes in our future, uh, it, it, or there may not be. You see, PQ River is very indecisive about the future of the Quake Reversal satellite and what's going to happen with it, except for the fact that it will continue. But our next episode is number 600. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1351, Road Trip, 12-31-16, 2688s by Frank Edward Nora. I don't know what it is. I was not expecting to have this much trouble with food. You're going to eat meat? Huh? You're going to eat meat to get by down here? I'm saying people, if, you have to eat meat to get good food down here, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, I, I, it's so much worse than I was expecting. I know you think the South is, is unsophisticated and they have horrible food and everything else, but everything is heavy, oily, salty, disgusting. What? Just because you've had four meals in the South. Okay, so my sample, I could, I could have, like, gone to randomly some horrible, horrible places and all the rest are great, though I doubt it. <laughs> oh, God. And just the rain is just never-ending. It's just been pouring, pouring rain the whole time. But today was great, though. I mean, I love Graceland. And Memphis was cool. It's just, I don't know. We should, we should eat at like a like Chipotle or something next time. How bad could that be, you know? Like just a, a national chain that's just cut our losses and just try something standardized. No, I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, I'm hoping in Nashville they have some good food, but I'm, at this point I'm doubting it. I hate to feel like I'm this uh, Yankee from up north. We almost went to Panera. We had some vegetarian soup. Yeah, Panera. I guess just go to Panera or something. Um, I'm utterly shocked and I'm sick and I feel sick right now. I feel horrible. Stop it. Tennessee. Stop it. You're going to lose more listeners. Do I have any listeners in Tennessee? <laughs> Not anymore. <coughs> God. Hopefully tomorrow the rain will stop and we can go to Nashville and whatever. Ugh. Well, that's what's happening here on the road trip. All right, it's day three of the road trip. Had a good night's sleep with some very weird dreams. I was dreaming of this world that sort of existed inside this dome. <clears throat> it was sort of a, a world of... Sort of like the inside of a shopping center or a warehouse or something. And all these different characters were interacting and fighting. And this one character... I must have pissed him off on one of the scenarios and he kept wanting to kill me but things kept resetting and changing finally we get to the uh, 
<clears throat> like climbing up on all of these like uh, shelves and rafters and beams and we're at the top the, the roof of the thing and someone had um, had had opened up a space where there was a little tiny almost like a four inch by two inch little almost like a little window looking to the outside they're like that's the outside world like, look, you can even open it up. You can feel, like, what does, the, what does the real world's air feel like? I'm like, wow. But then I looked, and there were, like, these beings and these UFOs that were, they, they, they saw us down there, and they just, uh, I'm like, they see us. Like, you are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape 1656. Energy Exchange, 12 slash 2 slash 19, 1046 by Frank Edward Nora. Pan time, cross, pan time, pan like a cross time, a pan time environment. Kind of like Pan Am, went across America, pan time environment, pan time, pan time, pantomime, pantone. That all the stress could be from, yeah, does that make any sense? Sort of does. But yeah, it all kind of worked out in a way. It's wild. And then there was this whole thing with this giant piece of Ikea furniture that was, like, unwieldy. We had to take it apart and put it back together. That, was, that, that took up most of Saturday. Anyway, let me, uh, let me pause while I, I get myself ready to go outside on this frigid day. All right, we'll see. I have a hat, which is going to mess up my hair totally. Gloves. I don't know if I need the umbrella outside. We'll see. I might. These are good gloves, but they're very big and thick. But they have little pads on them, I think, to use the devices on the uh, thumb and on the, the index finger. Anyway, all right, no one else is using umbrellas. So. Anyway, yeah, um... Yeah, the name Energy Exchange actually comes from Epcot Center, also at Disney World. Disney World was so important to me growing up. It's easy to look at today's Disney company and today's Disney World and the theme parks and be very cynical about them and think it's part of this evil giant corporation, which obviously it is. But back in the 70s and 80s, it was a very different environment, and that Disney World made was so important to me. Went there multiple times when I was growing up, and there was a wonderful place in Epcot Center in Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Near Orlando, actually, it's not in Orlando, but Communicore was the central part of the future world of Epcot Center. It had d- displays about technology in the future from all this, from all various industries, and it, it it's long gone now. They tore it down and made interventions at some point in the '90s, and now I think it's all down. I think it's all gone now. I don't know what's left of it, but I loved Communicore and Energy Exchange was one of the areas sponsored by Exxon, and it was an area where you could learn about energy. For example, you could ride like an exercise bike to generate electricity, things like that. Learn about, uh, there was like a, a model of an oil platform and 
I think they had something about shale. Some, some, some display about shale. Listen, I know you're in a theme park to go on like roller coasters and shit. You don't want to learn about shale. But still, Epcot was very unique in that sense. They didn't really have roller coasters. It was a much cooler place. It was a place they would never build today. And it's a place that they have essentially destroyed like 90% of it. 90% of what it was is like gone now. Maybe 80%. And it's all been rebuilt and remade. And you are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, I Love Lucy, 8-19-20, by PQ Ribber, Doc Slees, Frank Edward Nora. We now call first world problems. They're concerned with things that seem so trivial. Um, okay, I know sitcoms are, are meant to be about the trivial, but it just seems so trivial, everything in it. And, and you know, they don't seem like real people um, in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> the third of this trio of old sitcoms I listened to on the on the radio that morning was an episode uh, episode one of series two of Rent not to be confused with the stage musical Rent now this data from 1995 when I, on first light makes it seem modern but in reality that's 20 incredibly scarily that's 25 years ago now Rent Weathers it somewhat, the, 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 the tides of time somewhat better. And it's not immediately obvious listening to it that it's 25 years old. Again, typical of Radio 4 comedies. It's already four comedies against this day. Again, because Radio 4's listenership has always been predominantly middle class, their radio sitcoms have always been middle class. Um, aimed at middle class audiences and um, unlike uh, Not in Front of the Children it wasn't based on a TV sitcom it's an original, it ran for four seasons in the end. and as as the title might tell you, it's about a, a middle class couple who um, help pay the mortgage rent out a couple of rooms in their house to a pair of students. And it's about the various relationships and generation gap comedies in there and everything. And um, that fares rather better. What gives it away as being from the 90s is when you realise it's the little details. Uh, there's no internet mentioned. Nobody has... Um, nobody seems to have a, a home computer that's connected to the web. And nobody has a mobile phone, let alone a smartphone. Uh, it's odd little things like that. People still smoke. Uh, it's odd little things like that that give it away. Is not being contemporary. Um, it comes over slightly less trivial than um, not in front of the children, which also not in front of the children, like all circumstances, desperate not to offend anyone. Whereas Red is less self-conscious about that, um, it's prepared to be a little more, not edgy exactly, but 
not quite so um, middle of the road playing safe. It's willing to, although that doesn't do so any depth, it's willing to tack, tackle sort of more realistic subject matter, let's say. But again. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Twin Peaks Adventure, S1, E4, Rest in Pain 7 Sevenths by Mike Buddy. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Brian Jude Show Ep 51, The Social Time Suck. 1317ths by Brian Jude. That itself in there automatically. Uh, that's just brilliant. Whoever figured that out, stroke of brilliance. Love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and, you know, I spoke to you pretty much. It's kind of like any other website image. If you enter a URL, it'll pull up an uh, image there. Um, links page. I, uh, somewhere, if you dig around, you can find, or at least you used to be able to find, let me see here. No, I don't think you can find that anymore. Not with the brand, not with the current incarnation of the uh, Facebook thingy. There used to be a tab where you can look at uh, videos that people have posted, um, or links rather that people have posted. And I don't think that's very functional right now. So I'm uh, sad to say that that's gone. Curse you, new Facebook! I don't like that. Um, events, events, definitely a uh, useful tool with Facebook. Uh, I've used several events myself for, you know, different performances or, I don't know, you know, gatherings, get-togethers, whatever. Um, you know, very cool thing. You can invite people to come. You can see who's coming or not. Uh, get a sense of, of who's going to be where. Very, very cool. Um, groups versus pages. Some people were complaining about that on the Overnight Escape Central. I'd have to agree with you. I've set some things up as groups and then they change things where they were going to have pages and much preferred to have things on the pages, you know, for one reason or the other. I forget exactly why. I think having pages give you certain more functionality where groups does not. Um, some things, yeah, although they, they work differently. Sometimes, like I know there's times where I've wanted to email like everyone in a particular group or page and could not. And I can't remember if that's because they're a part of a group or part of a page or I really don't remember. Um... Maybe they'll homogenize that at some point. Who the heck knows? Um, the use of the like button, uh, especially for groups. Um, people on the Overnightscape Central were complaining about that, and I can certainly understand that. Um, before, it used to be become a fan of. And uh, it, it's, it's funny. I guess they change it to like because, you know, people would go to this page and would already like you know for example digital cafe tour one of my companies i'd constantly send out you know invites for people to check out the page and they consider themselves fans of digital cafe tour so they didn't need to click a button to be fans of digital cafe tour um however once the like button came through i don't know people just were eager to click the like button more often and that meant that you know of course you were subject to receiving notifications from that group or whatnot so 
Um, hopefully you were wise enough to know that before you click the like button, but that's why you like it so that you can keep, keep informed. Hopefully you really actually like the thing that you claim that you like, and then you wouldn't mind getting those notifications. Um, discussions. Another great thing uh, about Facebook is that, you know, especially on the groups, you can hold discussions about whatever topic you want and get commentary back and forth. I've done that uh, a couple times, and that's proven to be really good. Um, the, if you run a group page, a group or a page rather, you get in, you know, a, a thing called in. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. AC Revisit, September 2008, 23.34-7276 by the Overnightscape Underground.
You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 698, 5-3-08, 1951s by Frank Edward Nora. Inspired by. We went to Barnes & Noble just before I came home, and there was a little book about Iraq. <laughs> and it had, it was like that. It was like this multiple... You'd open it up, and it had like little compartments in it. Wow, that the dream was really inspired by this book I saw. That's really strange. There was something about Iraq, and had little has little pockets in it. And this is real, by the way. <laughs> like I really went to Barnes and Noble, and this little it was in like the language section about Iraq, the history of Iraq, or something. Uh, so we we kept going on, and we got in these areas with like it was a bigger rooms, almost almost like uh, just cavernous spaces with strange like equipment in there almost like heating equipment or like storage bins or things and we were looking around and then we hear like this a little kid in the distance like screaming or playing or something i like i'm like wait a second there's, there's people here so then we hear this little kid running i'm like oh no you know so i'm like let's hide in here let's hide in here the other person in the island, I think, was sort of inspired by someone I worked with, this guy, Ricardo. You may have seen him on the, on the In Rambles. He, I think he was the other character there. He, he, he was one of the other, like, inmate, uh, not inmates, but uh, castaways. So I, I was, like, just reeling from the shock of the discovery of all this stuff. And I guess this guy was, like, a friend of mine, you know, on, from whatever. If you're in a group of people that are, that are castaways, and I really, I trusted him. And I thought it would be great to try to interpret all this stuff, figure all this stuff out. But then there's like someone else there. I'm like, oh no, there's there's people here now, you know. And this little kid, and I and and we sort of go into this little side room. And again, it's all natural light. There's no artificial light. It's all light from. I guess it's a bright day outside, and it's coming in from the windows on the side of this place. And uh, that's sort of when it ended. <laughs> like no. And I, in the dream, me, the character I was playing, I guess, was thinking, oh, God, there's people here. And so what's going to happen? Like this, I imagine like these, like soldiers or police dressed in blue were just going to come and take us away. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to like arrest us. Like, I was just imagining it. I'm like, oh, God. Because see, that's two parts in the dream where the, there were police, like that weird police vehicle. That was another just amazing special effect, seeing it speeding towards us again from the other end of the parking lot. Almost like there was like a spotlight on it. Not a spotlight, but it was like very brightly lit, but there in the night. And it would turn, like the turning ratio was so small, like <laughs> turning like a 90 degree angle really fast. What a bizarre vehicle, man. Long though. It was like twice as long as a bus, but it had that wedge shape. So I sort of felt myself waking up and uh like wow i'm like no i wanted to keep going this is amazing it's i mean this brings up so much questions like it was kind of there were elements of something right i just went to the bookstore and saw that weird book and that certainly wound up in the dream but the other stuff you are listening to on sug radio previews October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Overnightscape Central, Fads, 9 17 12.
30 30 seconds by PQ Ribber Chad Bowers Jeff Sink Eddie Murray Frank Edward Nora. I think everyone kind of likes Mad Men. Is it too racy? I don't know. I don't know. I never watched it. I'm asking. That's so nice. Um. I think I think it's a good show. To, you know. No, it's, there was no nudity or anything. I mean, there were. Yeah. This is for a nursing home. Not a nursing home. It's like sort of a nursing home. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it's a good show. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't bad words or anything, but there were. You know, people having affairs and things like that. But I think it's a good show. Shocking. I know it's very shocking. Trying to see what else we have here. This is a good book. Protesting is always a big fad. Occupy. The Occupy fad recently. It kind of died down. It's the year anniversary. Oh, really? This is the one-year anniversary of Occupy? Occupy. Of our, uh, Occupy. Facebook friends uh, posted a letter that was sent to Pace University that it was the year anniversary of Occupy and that they need their Pace IDs because of security levels heightened because of the one year anniversary of the Occupy Wall Street. Oh really? I didn't it seems like it's, it seems like it's been more than a year they've been doing all that stuff. I was so happy I was able to go visit the uh, the tent city downtown. Me and uh, Rule last year. And they were locked out. We're locked out. Oh no. We're never going to get back in. Trying to do any more fads here. Of oh, the game show fad of the 50s, they they uh, fixed the game shows, the $64,000 question. That was huge back then. What was that movie with John Turturro, Game Show, that talked all about that? A lot of stuff happened <laughs> in the 20th century. This is only like the first 67% of the 20th century right here. Well, there's Frank Sinatra. That was a big fad. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Oh, we're near the end of the book here. It's all about this. All, there's this huge Frank Sinatra fad. Oh, I guess it's like like teen idols and... Elvis Presley and stuff like that. And there you go, the end of the book. That's it. All the fads. So, any other fads you remember? Like, just any fads? No. What will the next fad be? Well, I, I shaved this one side of my head once. That must have been a fad. Yeah, yeah, I kind of... You still see that sometimes, like on uh, Project Runway. That what, what's her name? Uh, she still does that. Alana, I don't know. The one who won the other a couple years ago. No, but it was more of a fad, like more like. Just like a, like a year long, someone yeah. people yeah would do that shaving the side of your head. That's cool. Well, there's the view on fads. Back to you, PQ. Who me? Yeah, I guess he's talking to me. Fads. Oh, man, this has been a great episode, covering a lot of ground without very much, uh, if any, overlap. Uh, Well done. Well done, indeed. Um, Man, I'm just trying to think if there's anything. You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23rd, 2023. Here's the next random clip. Arampala number 300. 5 slash 22 slash 09, 12.27 minus 50 57ths by Frank Edward Nora. The most unheard of movie of the 80s, Twice Upon a Time. Huh. I'm trying to get more information about this. And, uh, 
I'm thinking uh, it could be a torrent of this, right? This kind of thing. Is it so? Hey, 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 hey. I'm having trouble getting some information, though. Um, Twice Upon a Time movie that time forgot. There must have been, like, previews for it in Starlog that I was reading. Did it come out? It was a, it's a George Lucas movie. Huh. But I knew there was something to it. I knew it. Twice Upon a Time. Um, if you happen to buy the most recent and I dare say best issue of Amid Amidi's excellent animation blast you'll be treated to a breezy article on the making of a, of a forgotten animated feature that was released during the not so hot for animation year of 1983 Twice Upon a Time is hardly a film that rolls off the lips of animators very easily no listing on best of lists no pages devoted to it in most, if any, animation books, the film was probably will probably offer a quirky tilt film. What quirky tilt of the head, like a dog hearing a high pitch? I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know. Didn't Lucas direct that one? No, he didn't have a hand in it. Pretty any produced. I, I want to read about this. Um, I, I, I just I don't need I need a synopsis. You know what I'm saying? This, this article, it, does, it doesn't even say what it's about. It just gives the overview. Alright, so let me go to the Waypedia. And there it is, across the river, New York City. We're now in New Jersey. Hello, I am a robot. Twice upon a time. Okay, here we go. I just need the synopsis. I don't need like a complex story of the, the history of animation. Okay, just give me some basic information. Give me the basics. Sorry about this. I know you can't hear me. It's a uh, pretty bumpy road. Here we go. Okay. Twice Upon a Time is a 1983 animated movie directed by John Cordy and Charles Swenson. The film had an unusual history in terms of release and editing, but has been named one of the most important films in the history of stop-motion animation. This was also the first animated film George, George Lucas produced. The film uses a form of cut You are listening to OnSug Radio Previews. October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 584, 3-16-07-02-39 by Frank Edward Nora. This was uh, 3.13.03, exactly four years ago, right now, from where I'm sitting here, 6.54 p.m. Now, of course, there's this new uh, daylight savings time was... Uh, was early this year, <laughs> which really pissed me off. I have to talk about this because it really, this is something that really bothers me. First of all, I hate daylight savings time. 
Um, I, I, and and uh, I refuse to call it by its right name, which is Daylight Saving Time. No. Uh-uh. I will refer to it as Daylight Savings Time forevermore. I don't care if it's wrong. It sounds right. Daylight Savings Time, okay? That's how I like to say it. It may be wrong, but it just sounds right, okay? And, you know, proper usage of words. I mean, I mean the proper grammar is based on usage, ultimately. So if everyone says Daylight Savings Time, that's what it becomes. So everyone should say it. I don't know. But anyway, Daylight Savings Time is very confusing, I think, for everyone. And I've always had a hard time understanding the purpose of it, even though I think I understand it now. I saw a graph in the newspaper. Um, but uh, normally, you know, you never know if to turn the clock forward or to, to, to turn the clock back one hour, right? So there's a little thing. It's called a mnemonic, a a mini mnemonic. You know, it's it's a mnemonic device. It's spelled like M N E M N O, whatever. Mnemonic, M N E M M N E N O M I C. Mnemonic. It's a little thing. You know, like you remember the planets, uh, my very earnest mother, or something, something. Well, there's no more Pluto anymore. But anyway, you say spring forward and fall back, right? Because because you might spring forward, like you make you jump, you leap forward, spring forward, and then you fall back. You lose your balance and you fall backwards, right? Spring forward, fall back. In the spring, you set your clock ahead one hour, and then in the fall, you set it back one hour. Very simple, right? Uh, well, until they did this, somehow to save energy, they pushed back this daylight savings time a few weeks. Now we, it's not spring forward; it's winter forward. <laughs> Winter forward, fall back. It makes no sense, okay? They've wrecked it. It is still technically winter until, uh, like, next week. Next week, I think spring starts next week, right? It's like the 21st or something. It is still friggin' winter. You do not – it's spring forward. It's not winter forward. How dare the United States Congress pass this absurd law? I am completely against it, okay? It's spring forward. You cannot change it to winter. I'm sorry. So how much money are they going to save? But I did actually finally understand daylight savings time Um, because there was a graph in the the newspaper. I don't know why – I'm sure it's got to be online somewhere. But they showed basically a graph of the entire year and they showed – you know, starting in whatever, you know, January 1st and going to December 31st, they showed uh, the the time of um, sunrise and sunset, right? And as you might imagine – the sunrise is it, it, and the sunset are they're, they're like 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 an arch, right? It's, it's sort of a like the, the, a curve of a, of a circle. Starts low because January thirty first is very close to the uh, the you know the uh, winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Sorry, so it it, it curves up right upwards like a uh, you know like, like like an arch, like a rainbow, but not that extreme. Then on the bottom, of course, is is, is the sunset, right? When does you are listening to OnSug Radio Previews, October 23, 2023. Here's the next random clip. The Overnightscape number 588, 4-13-07-09-35 by Frank Edward Nora. Perhaps we should uh, go to New York City. Then I'll come back. So we'll do the review, go to New York City, and then I'll come back and do the dream review, talk about the pod camp that I went to. And review some movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Anyway, I have to review this. This is Pringles Minis. <laughs> I, this is this is like a bizarre product. Of course, I'm a big fan of the Pringles potato chips. 
uh, for Pringles have been around for a long time, and they are these sort of fake potato chips. I, I, I suppose there's some potato in there at some point, but they are sort of, I guess, vacuum-formed into these little saddle shapes. So normally you would get Pringles in a tube, and they sort of fit together. And to me, they are such a good indulgent snack. They are – like it's one of those things that as you're eating them, you know it's bad for you. <laughs> you know it's horrible for you. Because it's just so oily and salty and so good. But you know it's just not something that's good for you. But Pringles have always, to me, have always been a great treat. Like you just – you get a stack of them and you like stick your tongue on one and then you sort of crunch down on it and all that salt, all that oil. <laughs> it's great. But now what we have here is Pringles minis, right? Snack makers have – they miniaturize everything. The original flavor, mini size, major fun, Pringles. So these are – a little foil pack of mini Pringles. So, like the whole concept of Pringles is they stack up in a tube. But in this case, they are now miniaturized. <laughs> and, and indeed, if you look at them, they are tiny miniature versions of the actual Pringles. Let's do a nice good ruler. What the heck is it? I just saw it. I was going to do some measuring. Whoa. <laughs> There's a bottle of rum down there. These are lengthwise. They are uh, one and one third inches or, of course, uh, three and a half centimeters long. So they're pretty small. And... Uh, But you can throw a bunch in your mouth at once. Um, the taste is similar to the regular ones, but it, they look odd because they're relatively the same shape, but they're not as curved. And the texture, being that they're smaller, is it, sort of more rough and bumpy, even though it may be the same texture as the bigger ones. When you see it on a smaller one, it looks sort of more... Magnified. And uh, I have to say that the uh, <coughs> okay, <coughs> okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, that was just a little like my computer is screwed up at this point. It can only record like 31 minutes at a time, whatever. I have to, I have to configure it properly. But anyway, I had to take a little break there and I had to resist eating the rest of these Pringles.